Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to 31 Days of Terror 2023, day number 19. And in this episode, I am having a chat with Connor McRory, writer of Glass, a new play that is part of a double bill that is just perfect for Halloween. Now, last week I spoke to Joseph about We Are Monsters and Glass is the second play that is involved in this double bill. Upon the ninth floor of a skyscraper on Halloween night, a terrified Brody Jenkins receives an ominous phone call from a stranger on a broken down train. And I must say that this play sounds right up my street. I can't wait to watch it. It sounds like it is a thriller and that it's going to be a roller coaster ride. And I'm really excited to see it. Glass is produced by Just a Regular House. And it is running this Halloween in the one and only basement of the Barons Court Theatre as part of a double bill of two brand new dark comedies that are fearful, funny and filled with ghost stories. Directed by Zach Wyatt, Glass runs Tuesday to Saturday from the 24th of October to the 4th of November at 7.30pm in the Barons Court Theatre in London. It was an absolute joy talking to Connor and as per usual with these episodes, this was recorded via StreamYard. So it may sound slightly different to what you're used to. As always, it's perfectly listenable. Just the quality might be different. The links to book tickets to We Are Monsters and Glass is in the description of this episode, along with all of the social media links that you need to find Just a Regular House, which is the theatre company that is putting on these particular shows. I would love to see you there. I'm going to be there. I'm excited to see it. I can't wait. And I hope that you enjoy my little chat with Connor. And if it sounds like something you'd be interested in, please make sure that you book your tickets. I am joined in my virtual studio today by the wonderful Connor. Connor, tell me a bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Why are you here? Yeah, sure. Hi, hello. Um, I'm Connor, as you you may have guessed and just heard. Um, I am involved in my friend Joseph Ryan Hughes Theatre Company, just a regular house. Um, And I'm the writer of our second play, Glass. Um, I'm also an acting director. Uh, I was originally a dancer as a kid um, after it was my mum's and her profession, but I transitioned into acting as a teenager. I love television and theatre. Random question. This was not on the list of questions, so I'm just going to throw you a curveball. Do you have a favourite theatre production that you have seen? I do, actually. Yeah, I would say uh, I I just saw it, actually, a couple of weeks ago. Um, It was at the Savoy. It was called A Little Life. Oh, my friend went to see it. I'm going to watch the live stream of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You must. It's uh, one of our friends. Actually, the director of this play who we've got on was in the cast. The trigger warning is very severe, right? I mean, if you really... I I remember going back home in in Dorset, where I've been for a couple of months, and uh, saying, 
uh, to people to go and see it. But unless you really have the stomach for it, you shouldn't see it. And you kind of had people saying, oh, you know, I've seen quite a few productions in my time. I think it'll be okay. But really, you need to weigh it up whether you can make it through it because it's um, it's it's tough. It's really tough, but amazing. Yeah, my friend went to see it and she's a psychotherapist and she specialises in people with personality disorders and obviously people who've been abused and really traumatized etc etc and she she went to see it and then we had a rehearsal that evening so she came into rehearsal and she was just shell-shocked she was like I just just want to see a little life like I I just need to tell somebody about it because it was it was hard to get through um I'm not surprised yeah I've seen a lot of people talking about it no it's wonderful honestly I mean yeah it's it's very raw and visceral but uh, if you if you have a strong stomach it's, it's it's wonderful yeah it's one of those productions I don't think it will come along in a long time you know yeah so very important question and probably the most important mm. question that i'm going to ask you because everybody wants to know what mm. is your favorite horror film and why i would say probably favorite is hereditary by ari Aster. yes i love it and so many people slag it off for that last 15 minutes but i love it i loved it, it terrified me I when think i went it's... to see it in the cinema oh my gosh yeah i mean my, me and my friends saw it um opening weekend and i remember just coming out and shaking which was just really unusual for a a kind of reaction for me because I don't know I don't think I'm very emotive when I watch stuff but that really that really really got to me I think the dread of that film is terrific and I think it's so so well done um I think it really opened up my brain as well in terms of what you can achieve with horror as a genre yeah um you know it doesn't have to just be visually frightening it can just operate the horror can operate on so many different levels and yeah definitely helped a few scripts i've written so it's yeah it's a wonderful film oh i can imagine that scene where she's at the kitchen table and she starts screaming at her son oh every time that gets me right yeah that's what i mean it's like it's it it's horror in so many different guises because you know i mean you can relate so deeply to to bad stuff going on in in a family dynamic and i think yeah just yeah again i'd say the word to use is dread i mean it just it's it's just got this wonderful sense of dread throughout and i think it's um yeah it's it's pretty horrific that's probably my favorite favorite horror film the scariest though i will say are probably the shorter works i've seen on youtube there are loads of short films really really good ones as well um there's like a there's there's so much work on there really good work i'd i'd say to name a few probably the smiling man and oh terrifying both terrifying yeah even even just the thumbnail of the box is is just petrifying you should you should watch it if you if you're listening um the smiling man is fantastic if you haven't watched Mm. it go and watch it i haven't actually watched the box because i just can't do yourself a favor yeah do it it. (laughs) it's 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 such a clever idea and it's executed so well and it's kind of beyond me that it hasn't been picked up for some sort of yeah like you know grand retelling um from hollywood but it's wonderful it's it's very very scary so going back to the matter at hand can you tell me a little bit about glass so what's the general premise what's it all about um, so Glass takes place on Halloween night um, and focuses on an intern called Brody uh, who works in a shiny glass building in an unspecified capital uh, where elevated railway bridges kind of run throughout alongside the buildings. Um, so you can kind of see trains passing quite high up if you're on sort of ninth, 10th, 11th floor. And while the staff party upstairs with his boss, he sent down to do a little bit of um, extra time. And it is at that moment he receives a call. 
uh, from a stranger on a train that he claims has broken down right outside his office. And they get into a bit of an interesting uh, conversation. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued already, to be honest. <laughs> I'm intrigued. That what a great premise for a play. So presumably, can I? Is it only just the two characters that are in the play? Yes. Um, so one is completely uh, voiceover, uh, and then you only have it's 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 technically a one man play because it's written for one person to play the other part as well but there's only one man on stage at any given time um and that's our main character the intern Brody. wow that is a lot of pressure yes <laughs> do you have a particular ghost story that terrified you as a child i remember there was a um a local story um called i think it was called the daisy chain i think by a local author uh where i used to live in dorset and it took place in a real village called um tynan and uh, is also in Dorset and it was bombed in the Second World War. It was it was about a phone box that used to ring on its own and I think it was the ghosts calling. I, I actually visited the village when I was younger after having read it and just remember being kind of deeply unsettled about being there because there's not there's not much there and this kind of this phone box is quite a prominent part of, of what's left of the village and uh, yeah I remember being pretty unsettled um, but also excited. I think when you're when you're that young a bit of um a bit of fear is good. is It's quite exciting for you, I think. It's interesting, I think. And it, it sounds like it's one of those stories where all the young people in your local area like grow up hearing this particular story or eventually yeah. being told a version of this particular story, like a proper local legend. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't even know if it was um, published. I mean, I remember, I have a faint memory of having it as like a, a not even a paperback, just like it was printed on paper and stapled. Love it. You know, I think... I think it was sold in the local bookshops, but I don't think it actually ever was kind of properly picked up. But um, I just remember it so well, kind of just having a paper copy and uh, thinking it was terrifying. Yeah. What was the inspiration behind Glass? And I'm really interested in this because when Joe told me the premise of the story when I was talking to him first, I felt like it was just perfectly placed to be like, a modern no sleep story it sounded like the type of story that I'd find when I was looking through the annals of reddit looking for um, a fiction story to share with people and for those who are listening who don't know what no sleep is no sleep is a fictional horror mystery forum on reddit where people submit their um their their horror stories and they don't necessarily have to be paranormal like it, it just feels like it could be a film like it's Honestly, just such a fascinating premise for a story. So what was the inspiration behind it? Well, first of all, thank you. I mean, a lot of things inspired Glass. I think kind of to riff off what you've said, the initial premise of two strangers getting into a dialogue somewhere up there was just a really enticing seed of an idea, uh, you know? And I think there's, there's there's a lot of room for something quite beautiful to occur in something that's kind of momentary and you don't know how long it's going to... You don't know how long you're going to have that moment with that stranger. But also something, I don't know, immensely unsettling, you know, the thought of for whatever reason, um, not being able to hang up on a stranger who is seeking you out in this very unique, isolated setting. I, I did find it very attractive from a writing standpoint, yeah. Also, the main character, Brody, he suffers from panic disorder in the story, which comes from a time in my life where I was experiencing the same. And so he's a kind of mouthpiece of, of the discomfort of living with something like that. And I think we kind of, in the script, we try to delve into what can maybe cause those things um so if, if if someone relates to that then i think that's that's wonderful and i'd I'd love to see glass as a film yeah i think just in terms of even just the location alone and the setting it's it 
it lends itself to be quite cinematic i think it, honestly there there was you know when i heard the premise the the there were visuals in my brain immediately that i was like oh this would work so well as a film maybe maybe some maybe so. some amazing producer is listening to this and they're like yes <laughs> let's yeah, get I mean, let's film to hollywood <laughs> I mean, there's there's a tad of um, oh, what's that film? Um, weirdly, this wasn't an inspiration, but I can see people maybe saying it was. Um, is it Phone Booth with Colin Farrell? Yes, never seen it, but yes, I know the film you're talking about. I mean, that's a wonderful film. Um, and yeah, weirdly, wasn't a part. And I think sometimes these things come to you after you've written it, and you go, "Oh God, that's gonna people are gonna think yeah. that this is a you know an in-world sequel or something like that." I was inspired by, but it really wasn't. Um, I think I just think the yeah the the idea that you have to stay on the phone with a stranger who can see you, but you can't necessarily see them is just, um, it just is a, is a great point in which to create something from, right. Whether it's good. Yeah. Or well. And I can, I can only imagine that, you know, your main character Brody would, would go through a whole swathe of emotions throughout that whole process of being on the phone with a stranger. And yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a part in the script where there's one, you know, big, big, kind of panic attack that occurs on stage after sort of having some context of why the caller is calling I won't give anything away and yeah he just really has to put the lid on it because yeah he, he feels quite unsafe I think but has to stay on the phone oh I'm, I'm so intrigued I can't wait to see it I can't wait to see we are monsters and I can't wait to see glass and I'm just so excited to see both of them um I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thank you. So has working on, I know yours isn't necessarily paranormal, right? It's more of a mystery story, I would imagine. But has working on a kind of a modern paranormal mystery story, has it made you feel more in touch with your spiritual side? For this project, I'd say no. Because like you said, I think I would call Glass more of a thriller, personally. I did write an outright horror film um, about three years ago, which is very much more akin to the kind of thing we're talking about here, more of a supernatural project. Um, and I remember while writing that, wondering if people who made horror films and big horror films um, kind of are more susceptible to to these things and kind of have trouble sleeping at night. Because when I was writing that, I didn't I didn't feel like I did. You know, I think if it's my own work for whatever reason, I don't think I don't think it frightens me as much. No, I think I don't feel like I'm opening any doors too too widely in a way. So what I'm curious now, what was the premise of your horror film that you wrote? I was a girl going through an identity crisis um, after her mother passes away kind of quite sort of prematurely. Um, and she 
has reason to believe the mother is still trying to prevent her from changing her identity from beyond the grave, essentially. Um, so it kind of works into, I think, identity and, you know, who you think you are and family ties. And I'd say it's a good old fashioned possession story, really. It's uh, oh, I do. I do love that script. I mean, you can't beat a good old fashioned possession story, can you? They're great, really. Yeah, they are. So why do you think that stories like We Are Monsters and stories like Glass? So obviously one more paranormal, one more kin adjacent to ghost stories and one more adjacent to these kind of deep, dark mysteries. Why do you think they have this universal popularity? I mean, it's the, it's the curiosity of not knowing, right? I mean, we we love that stuff. I think there's, I was saying a couple of weeks ago um, when I was reading through this question, I thought this would be perfect for an answer. You know, there's, there's a pretty simple trick you can do in that if you consider every story ever recorded that's paranormal or you know a ghost story or anything kind of in that in that world it's essentially impossible to disprove every single one right so even if there's a 0.01% margin that that's true in everything else that's a lie or you know a mistake or a misciting um there's something there and uh, i think that the 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 idea that there possibly is is what probably keeps us wanting to explore the more darker um tales yeah i think i think fundamentally as as humans we sort of do like to explore the darker side of things from a safe distance it just seems Mm. to be part of our condition for a lot of us so have you had your own paranormal experience that you would like to share or does somebody somebody you know have they had a paranormal experience that you'd like to share my family have but i i never have i don't think no um i mean there are there are things you can put down to uh, sleep paralysis or overtiredness or stimulation, but I think I don't think I have no personally. Um, my my family definitely have. I think uh, my mum told me there's a quite famous story in our family which she told me quite young, where she was on a job. She used to be kind of a commercial dancer. She was working in Paris and they were staying in a flat above the theatre. Her and a friend and her friend left for the weekend and she used to say the light switches would physically go up and down and um it was a tiny tiny flat and they used to have these uh shelves in the bathroom uh opposite the bath and these suitcases that were kind of very kind of tightly stacked so no way they could fall off and she used to say that on on one occasion the suitcases would fly off the um the shelf to kind of hit her in the bath and uh she kind of obviously super super spooked moved out pretty soon and when they did finally move out they were told by the owner that um one of the opera singers in the show years and years and years ago had lived up there and uh hung himself whether that was him or i don't know but i think you know when you when you hear that from a pretty young age from someone who doesn't have any reason to really lie yeah i think you're pretty okay yeah i'm i'm on board um yeah, but I, I I don't think I personally have, no. No. Would you consider yourself, um, again, a big question, would you consider yourself a believer or a sceptic? I think a bit of both, to be honest. Maybe that's a boring answer. I mean, I, I, don't I used to not want to believe... <laughs> I, I used to not want to believe in ghosts because I was scared they'd come and eat me in the night. But yeah. I think... Um, I don't know. I think there's, there's part of you that wants to have your own experience, right? Um, but then again, why the hell would you want that? I think... I think I probably do believe. I think I believe in something. I don't know whether it's straightforward as a 
as terming in a ghost. But yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's the whole thing of energy's never destroyed, right? So there's got to be something somewhere that's lurking. So yeah. Sort of a ghostly agnosticism then. I like that. Yeah, let's run with that. Yeah. Um, I I also like that you use the word lurking. It just sort of, <laughs> it just implies some sort of sinister behavior. Fundamentally, the end. All I ghosts think, are think, sinister. Maybe. I mean, look. I think you know, lurking. It applies something that we can't be aware of, right? So, I mean, yeah, let's go with lurking for sure. Uh, what I enjoy it. It's a good word. Um. So finally, why should people come and see glass? I think the time of year, I think, you know, I would love to be seeing something theatrical and original around this time that's tailored to it as well. I also think these projects we're trying to sort of do here, are they're really pushing what you can do with a small team because there's not many of us and uh, they're big, big stories. I think we're telling this year and uh, the guy, the guys involved we've got, I mean, they're, they're so good and they're so professional and I know that we're all trying to make these plays the best they can be. Um, and I, I, I think that they're, they're quite wonderful. Um, I mean, ultimately, we just want you to have fun. We want to frighten you and hopefully leave you with something a little more that, that lasts when you go. Yeah, we just want to give you a good time and a good fright. I think a lot of people who maybe haven't worked in the theatre world who are listening to this, uh, it's, it's kind of impossible to explain the amount of time and money and rehearsals uh, everything and admin that goes into putting on shows so yeah. you know fair play to you guys because it is an absolutely enormous feat to put on shows anywhere absolutely i mean we started a couple of years ago um with a play joe and i wrote together and that was a real education in well just everything really because we were only actors and writers you know at that stage um and now kind of when you do more shows and when you kind of do establish yourself as having your own theatre company and and doing it from the start to the end. I mean, you have to, yeah, you have to learn so much. You have to become a producer. You kind of have to get good at talking to everybody in every field. It's just sell, sell, sell. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of business to it and uh, it, it's, it's a lot of work, but oh my God, it's worth it when people come and they say they, they enjoyed it. And, you know, if anyone takes anything from it, even if they hate it, I mean, a reaction is, is 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 timeless right so yeah that's what we do it for yeah and i think that's so true even if if somebody comes and they absolutely hate it like listen they've had a visceral reaction to something you've created yeah. there's nothing wrong with that you couldn't want anything more in my eyes yeah so what are the dates what is the information for coming to see glass sure so glass is the second play of uh two and uh it starts on october 24th um at 7 30 at the baron's court theater we are monsters will run first for about 40 minutes and we'll have a little break in the interval where you can cool down get another drink down you and then glass will run the second half for about another 40 minutes um so you're seeing two new original pieces of work back to back um that are tailored for the time and we run until the 4th of november so that's two weeks so tuesday to saturday over the Halloween week and then the first week of November. So that's a nice run. Two weeks is a nice a nice length of time to run it. And Halloween night, you're doing something pretty special, right? 
We are indeed. Yeah, we're having a little party upstairs in the pub um, because the Barons Court's wonderful. It's a, it's a beautiful pub called the Curtains Up and then below it is the space called the Barons Court Theatre. Um, but in the Curtains Up pub upstairs, after the show on Halloween night, we're going to be having a little party. Uh, we're sealing off a section of the pub where you can come and talk to us. We're going to have a little photo booth of a, a monster from Joe's play and the glass fracture from mine where you can take a little photo in. Uh, there'll be cake, there'll be drinks. Um, and you can come and chat to us about what you thought about the play. We'll be there. Um, so if you are interested, then there is a separate ticket for Halloween night. It's a little bit more, but I think for what you get, it's definitely worth it. So if yeah, you have nothing to do so for Halloween, good. yeah, come party with us. Yeah. Yeah. What a nice Halloween to go and have some culture, see some theatre and then have a fancy dress party. Love it. Sounds yeah. absolutely If I wasn't wonderful. doing it myself, I'd, I'd love to do it. Yeah. So yeah. definitely, definitely come through. Yeah. So where can people find you on socials? Sure. Um, so we are at just a regular house productions. Um, I think we're under J- JRH prods. That's the company one. My personal Instagram is Connor McCrory, uh, which is C-O-N-R and then McCrory. I'm not on too many socials myself, but the page we're across Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, predominantly on Instagram. Um, so if you want any updates on what we're doing, then follow us on there. But yeah, um, come come follow our journey and hopefully see you in October. This is a total random question as well that I'm going to throw at you at the end. Why just a regular house? Why is it called just a regular house? You'd have to ask Joe. Um, that's okay. his uh, his thing. I, I know that it stems from his full name is Joseph Ryan Hughes and it's J-R-H. Of um, productions. So that's, I think that's where the thinking comes from. But that it could have been any word. It could, it could have been uh, jobly rat holes, right? So, I mean, yeah. it, could have, it could have been anything. So I, where jo- just a regular house comes from, I'm not sure. But um, I think it's wonderful. I think it's very fitting for what we want to do. Yeah, I love it. it I think it's a, it's a great name for a theatre company. Love it. Thank you so much, Connor, for joining me. I really appreciate it. And hopefully people will be seeing you in October. I hope so too. Thank you for having me.